I'm Scott McGregor. And I'm Sarah Tonin. Welcome to Mindless Drivel. Make sure we're supposed to do that part together. Okay, we'll do it again. Welcome, Welcome to, to Mindless, Mindless Drivel. Drivel. Come join us as we discuss everything and nothing all at once. Listen to us ramble on aimlessly in the best two true freaks tradition. Listen as a real couple discuss the great philosophical nerd questions of our time and not kill each other. So grab a cup of coffee and find a spot on the couch. Or use our smartphones, you dumbass, which is probably how our tens of fans will listen to us. Join us here each month for the very finest mindless drivel you'll find. And one of the two few with any estrogen-related content. Also known as boobs. So join us for Mindless Drivel with Scott and Sarah, exclusively on the Two True Freaks podcasting network, as we discuss our various fandoms, celebrity crushes, and get to know each other as Scott tries to convince me that I'm actually a nerd. You are so a nerd. I'm a geek. You're a freak. Old to the man in the office chair. Morning, Los Angeles. Hope you got your flu shot. Reports in five states that a strange virus is going around, so if you're not feeling well, go home, take care of yourself. Here we go again. Rolling another morning thing here, so. Um, there, there's that sound effect. Put that down there and. Caffeine the obligatory lighter click. Caffeine and nicotine has been engaged. Uh, so, welcome to Coffee Talk. No, wait. Um, coffee Talk with Scott and Sarah. <laughs> coffee Talk with Scott and Sarah. No, no, this is just more mindless dribble. <laughs> Yes, welcome to Mindless Drivel, and we're going to call this uh, one Mindless Drivel 1.5, getting all, like, 21st century and shit with that. Well, uh, you are Scott 2.0. I am Scott so. 2.0, Scott McGregor. This is uh, my significant other podcasting partner, uh, occasional, you know, sparring partner, um, Serotonin. Hi. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do this under, we did a uh, review of the, the first Fear of the Walking Dead episode as a five minute freak which you can find on two true freaks as well as this show shameless plug shameless plug always you know even though we're shamelessly plugging a show someone's already listening to so i don't know how well that works um but we decided i think we're gonna since we plan on watching all the episodes anyway and and together if possible uh we figured we might as well just keep reviewing them it's like only like a seven episode uh, mini season uh, until in the next uh, season where they've already been locked in for 15 episodes, which is cool. So I think we're going to do the whole mini-series thing. And we'll put it under our regular Mindless Drivel um, show and just do them as, like, point, you know, whatever. Because we've done a first official episode, and we've got another one coming out very soon after this, which will be episode two. So, wow, yep. I'm just all over the interwebs, a, aren't a I? logical progression. Yeah, we're all, you know... <laughs> And someday my debt collectors will find me because of these these podcasts. It'll be all over. They'll re, repossess the computer or something. But until then, pirate radio. Uh, so anywho, uh, this is we're going to talk about uh, Fear the Walking Dead episode two, which was the title so was close, so close yet so far. yet so far, which. <laughs> I'm going to describe... tell you right now, kids. Spoilers. So yeah. if you haven't looked at your DVR, turn off the iPad or whatever you're listening on and back away slowly because I'm going to ruin this for you. Yeah, we're going to do a complete summary synopsis of it um, and talk about what we liked and didn't like and drink coffee. <sighs> Necessary component to these morning podcasts. Although I'm finding my brain might be a little sharper, you know, uh, doing one at this hour as opposed to 9 
p.m., 10 p.m. at night. But there are a lot of factors behind that. Just to kind of recap, the, fir- the first episode obviously kicked us off into this world and uh, introduced us to the Clark family and some of their peripheral characters. And picks up right after... Um, the end of episode one, uh, obviously, and uh, well, we we saw the truck speeding away from the the Calvin incident. Was uh-huh. it his name Calvin? Um, and everybody's on their phones trying to call their significance to gather them together to go to the desert mm-hmm, and because that's you know such a far cry from everybody running to the woods of Georgia. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, I mean, it's these are the these characters are being smart. At least you got Travis in in general, you know, specifically in this episode is the one that kind of latches onto that idea and sees that stuff is starting to go to hell pretty quickly. Yep, you know, go get his ex wife and go get his son, and they're blissfully unaware of this. the The boy is at downtown at a anti police rally because they yeah. shot a homeless man. But he was actually one of the un- undead. <laughs> the infected, as they call yep, them. Yep, they're calling this, uh, them the infected because uh-huh. they still think there's a cure. Well, it's what, day five maybe, and it's, you know, yeah. nobody knows anything yet. But, but Travis, I mean, I guess it doesn't take running over a kid too many times and seeing him get back up to maybe kind of jar you. And I'd like to think that that would be my first thought. I'd be like, wow, this is pretty bad. Maybe we should get away from this. And, uh, yeah, Travis sees that... Uh, in a large city like Los Angeles, things are going to go to hell pretty quickly. And he's like, yeah, get away from people. Which is what I called in kind of the first episode. I'm like, this yep. is going to be, you know, we both did. You know, this is going to be the odyssey of the Clark family attempting to get out of Los Angeles and whoever they pick up along the way. Um, we got to see a little of uh, Junkie Johnny Depp, <laughs> Nick. Nick. <laughs> um uh, it's going to be a running theme here, kids. Realize that he's going to be, um, you know, facing some pretty serious withdrawal symptoms. And so, in order to kind of keep him together, um, his mom kind of goes on a mad dash to, you know, rip off the school pharmacy <laughs> to find him some oxys uh, to kind of keep him together so, so they can flee. Hilarity ensues. Uh, actually, getting ahead of ourselves, before that, we had a scene with Alicia. Um, Alicia and her boyfriend Matt, yeah. who's who's sick, and oh look, there's a bite. And uh, yeah. well, well, you mentioned it. I mean, it started right off the episode with her, basically, and you mentioned it's like, wow, Alicia's last text to Matt was, "You better, you better be, be dead." dead. Well, well, he's very close. <laughs> Something you never want to say out loud or text in the Walking Dead universe, because uh, yeah, Matt is toast. Um, and you know, obviously, she wanted to do the good girlfriend thing and, and stay with him because she doesn't realize the enormity of what's going on and uh and obviously they they travis does and and pulls her away and um what's her name um madison uh but you know i, I gotta just say from the get-go i think a lot of problems in this episode could have been dealt with by just travis and madison actually telling people what they had seen instead of just like come with us we got to get out of the city well why just because things are happening things are happening like well things are always happening it's fucking la <laughs> you know there's um but yeah maybe just a little it's like the dead are walking travis finally you know eventually breaks down and tells people when he invades this little barber shop uh, the salazar family the salazar family with uh, ruben blades who's, i've always been he's a salsa singer and very good actor actually 
And, uh, yeah, because riots are starting to break out in Los Angeles. Not directly because of uh, the the infected, but... um, Because the police shot a homeless man. Yeah, which is... They did this very ham-fisted and kind of... he wasn't homeless. He was infected and dead. Yeah, yeah. And then the, when they shot the uh, punk rock chick that come around the corner, things went things, to hell rather yeah, quickly. Yeah, because, because the people watching this, and it's, you know, obviously, unfortunately, very timely subject, but, uh, you know, we're starting to see the filtered in internet viral videos that people are starting to watch of, of the police just gunning people down. And in this case, it's because they're, you know, coming at them and trying to eat them. Um and so, you know, people are becoming enraged because they just think cops are going on a killing spree. Uh, and so, you know, riots ensue and um, Travis and... Fun shall be had by all. Travis and his ex-wife, and uh, who finally find their son, who is in there filming, you know, uh, the protests and getting threatened by cops. And uh, they find him and they all go rushing for safety, but uh, L.A. is already fucked as far as trying to get out of it at that moment or that part of it and so they talk their way into the Salazar's home yeah which I think Travis should be thankful that he has a Latino ex-wife in that case because they were like what who are you <laughs> but the, his you know, Ruben Blade's wife there kind of said yeah let him in let know. him in and close the door yeah, yeah. Uh, very religious woman apparently we get a couple scenes of her praying and doing the rosary and, and a great ending scene of her blowing out a candle, you know, and then just fading, you know, cutting to black instantly for the end of the episode. That was pretty cool. Um, And, of course, I said out loud, as I usually do with scenes like that in a show like this, is like, God is sitting this one out, kids. (laughs) You want to pray to the uh, altar of chainsaws and baseball bats and automatic weapons at this point. (laughs) Jesus ain't going to help you on this one. Uh, As Father Gabriel has learned in the other show. Um... But yeah, so a lot of things are starting to crumble. Um, you know, a lot of people have been noticing that, that to illustrate it, uh, in the neighborhood across from the Clark's house, someone's throwing a birthday party for their daughter or something. Yeah, and then one of the neighbors comes <laughs> along and eats <laughs> and them. eats the birthday party ultimately, which you would expect nothing less. But of course, they make the comments like, "Oh, everyone's canceling. Everyone's sick," and because they've all got this flu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as we kind of predicted the last week, uh, Madison in her little raid on the uh, school pharmacy. For one, she meets up with Tobias, who I'm still like... That's the softer, gentler side of looting. I had never... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's clear out the, the school cafeteria. I've got canned goods. You sure you don't want anything? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, we're good. T- but Tobias is... I, I said... Can I have my knife back now? They need to just make Tobias... Tobias is Rick Grimes, probably, eventually in this. They just need to make him the leader of the group and, and follow him anywhere because Tobias has got his shit together. Uh, if you don't remember from the Five Minute Freak, um, Tobias is the school kid that got caught with a knife and has been listening to the internet and Art Bell and stuff like that and has figured out what's kind of going on. Or he, he's definitely cognizant of the fact that shit's going to go south real quick and he's kind of our. I've never seen a zombie movie, but this is how this is going to go down, point of view. And he's trying to tell everyone else. He's doing it very calmly. He's not, like, running through the streets like, the zombies are coming, the zombies are coming. He's, like, he's picked his one counselor, you know, at school that he liked, and he's kind of confiding in her. But Tobias is all about, he, that fucker wants to survive. He's hoarding food, and he gets his knife back, and um, he he knows it. I think he, he has a sense that... 
it's going to get to the point where he's not going to have a lot of friends left standing if he has any at all. And, uh, you know, he's, he's looking out for number one, kind of. Uh, so, yeah, they should make Tobias the leader at this point. Because Madison, even in the school, as she's looting the pharmacy because she knows shit's going to hell, it's still like, they'll get this contained. You can stay with us, Tobias, until this is all over. And he just looks it's at her and he's like, this is not, not <laughs> this is not ending. This is not going to be like a weekend crisis thing, lady. You really need to get on board with that. And, uh, yeah, I'm a little, little worried about Madison's. Even after, well, I mean, then she finally kind of sees it firsthand when she has to bash her principal's head in with a fire extinguisher, ultimately, because he has gone walker and almost gets Tobias. That was our first almost, oh, shit, they're going to kill the only kid that really deserves to survive all this. <laughs> but, no, they let him live, red herring. And, uh, yeah, Madison bashes her head in again. And I'm sorry, I'm just really not... This actress just really isn't selling it to me yet. You know, give her a chance, but she just... She bashes her, you know, it just doesn't seem... She finally does have one little breakdown crying scene. Trying to get the blood out of her jacket. Yeah, yeah. so, which I... The special effect, they must be kind of holding back on the special effects to really give it to us later in the season, because we didn't even get, like, a full splatter effect in this, and... Walking Dead doesn't usually hold back with that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, you know... They'll get there. Yeah, I said they're they're saving up the money shot, I guess. Uh, but still a slow burn. Um, obviously, things are getting more exciting. I don't know how um, Travis and, and the Salazars are gonna are gonna get out of their little fix. But uh, I'm talking too much as usual, so that's okay. Give us some stuff. I I don't know what Madison is um is hiding. She alludes to a, a, a darker history in the in the in the pilot, and there's and I, there's got to be violence. Um, I don't know. She's it, there's there's echoes of stuff from from long ago. Yeah, I mean, cleaning Artie, Artie's blood out of her jacket, and it's just a few tears in the bathroom, and she keeps her mouth shut. I don't know. Yeah, she's the woman's either. been through some shit, and I'm not sure what it is. Or the actress is phoning it in, and I hope it's not that, and I hope it's not crappy writing, but it's just not resonating with me yet. Travis is the... Curtis, what's his name again? Uh, the actor who's doing cra Travis, Cliff Curtis, is... Uh, he's knocking it out of the park. I like what he's doing with his character. Nick is uh, portraying what he needs to portray, Junkie Johnny Depp. Um, and we got to see... You get to see some good interplay between him and his sister though in this one because she was stayed around and and he actually she was going to run back off to Matt and inevitably get herself eaten and not in a fun way and um, <laughs> he stopped her by you know I, like a grand mal seizure on the floor. yeah and you know so she had to rush back and, and save her brother um, so that was good uh, saved by the seizure I guess you could say and uh, but there were some nice little moments between them when you know she's she's basically like I hate you you know, I know. I know. But she obviously really loves her brother. She wouldn't be sitting there cleaning his puke up off the floor. Uh, what do you think for the second episode? Do you like how it's building up? It's it's building quickly. Yeah, it's 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 getting there. Um, it's it's horrible that the blended family of the ex-wife and and the son and the the new girl and and the stepkids that it's going to take the end of the world to bring this group together. Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that's or tear the way it apart, life happens. you know, or will, or you know, 
with this show, Travis's ex-wife may plant an axe in the back of his head just because one of these times. Who knows? Oh, I thought he was... He looked like he was foaming at the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I thought he was turning. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> um, yeah, and actually, the, the actress that plays Madison, Kim Davis... Yeah, Kim Dickens. Sorry, Kim. Um, she had a good little scene when she got to talk to Travis on the phone, I thought. And she, you could see kind of her stone veneer drop a little bit. And she's just basically like, please get home. Please come home. We're going to wait for you. Yeah. We're going to wait for you. No, And he's just like go. being prag- the pragmatist and being like, no, don't freaking wait for me. Get out now. Go to the desert. And they'll wait for him. They'll of get stuck in there. They you will. know. Love makes you stupid sometimes. <laughs> but hey, seems to be building nicely. We're going to get to watch the fall of uh, Los Angeles. And I'm not sure I buy that the uh, Salazar's little puny, you know, aluminum sliding gate there would, would have kept the mobs out, but maybe they just, you know. They just kind of ran by and banged Yeah, they banged down the wall and like, all right, this is not an easy target. And so. then flipped over the yeah, car out yeah. front and. Uh, I said I've read a couple synopses for upcoming episodes, and the National Guard is definitely coming into play here pretty soon. But uh, yeah, it looks like it's shaping up to be, unless they go full evil on us and, and just wipe out one of the families at this point. We, we kind of thought that uh, they did a little scare with Nick too, thinking that you know he might, while well, he was having his seizure, that he might have died, you know, or might die and. You know, they, they brought up the dramatic music and like, Ooh, will Nick turn? Will Nick turn? And he didn't turn because I still say Nick will be the last guy standing. Nick Nick and Tobias will be the rulers of the world. And I, I still am putting my money that Tobias eventually becomes Negan. <laughs> I don't know who that is. This is I didn't read crazy. the comics. I told you about it last week. Uh, I know, but you know, I still did. I, when yeah. do I ever pay attention to anything well, you exactly, say? Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> All right, we need to talk more. We've only done 17 minutes so far. That's hardly drivel at all. And you're just reading what we got here. Uh, I'm just going to go out and be silly and controversial for a minute on this. As as much uh, shit as the other Walking Dead gets occasionally for some of their choices in or lack of cultural diversity, let's say, in the cast, this one apparently... Is all out of fucks to give because they knocked off two black guys in the Three. same episode. Three was it? Three, Matt and well, and Calvin in the first one. Calvin, yeah, and it's just Artie and the homeless guy. <laughs> but I guess since they've kept a bunch of Latinos alive, it's all right. <laughs> so I don't know. They just constantly take shit for this. And but uh, then punk rock chick with the purple hair, she was white. Yeah, and, and that's true. Well, there's really no. I mean, you can't compare. There's no, you know. There's always tons of Caucasian deaths in these things, too. But people seem to get their panties in a twist about this stuff. Well, so the first three are black. That's why I'm bringing it up, well, because yeah, somebody else will cry foul. And purpose. it's just like, no, it's like, you know, maybe this actor actually has another job somewhere. And he just came in for a couple episodes. Well, actually, the first infected that we met was Gloria. Yeah. The the, the white girlfriend. Beautiful, blonde, blue eyes. Well, a bit bluer than they should have been <laughs> yeah. after she died. You know. <clears throat> uh, and you know, I'm just I'm getting ahead of it because somebody somewhere on the internet will fucking make a point out of it, and I'm actually kind of sick of reading it. stuff like that. So I'm just gonna I'm putting it out there for internet fodder because if 
somehow you didn't think to outrage about this. There it is. I've given you something to outrage about, Internet. Because um, that's what it's all about these days. But who fucking cares? I don't know. I never think about shit like that when I'm... I just try to immerse myself in this story and not try to get what politically correct deficiency some show might not be serving. I don't know. Please say something else before I eat more of my fucking leg here. (laughs) (laughs) But you just do it so well. I should have been a walker. Foot and mouth disease. This is the Scott show and I'm just here to observe it. But uh... (laughs) Less reading and more talking on tablet here. Oh, well, I'm just looking at what other people are saying about it, so I'm not plagiarizing them. We don't care what other people are saying. And and you can't plagiarize if you haven't read it. Yeah, all right. It's just Um. similar. (laughs) Synchronicity, man. Young. Where would you like to... Let's How about some predictions? Where do you you think this is going to go? We should start, like, our death pool, at least. we're, we're, We're building the core... You know, groups of characters, which is going to be the Salazar family and, and the Clark family, presumably. Who's dying first? We need to start our our, our core character death pool. Because they're going to have to not... I don't imagine they'll wipe out a lot of them the first six episodes. But you got to think they got to get somebody. So I'm going to go with, like, least likely to survive is probably, like, maybe Salazar's wife. I don't know why. But, I mean, that just seems like an easier target because we haven't gotten to know her much at all. Other than she's praying. And that's a huge, just a fucking bullseye on her head (laughs) in the Walking Dead universe. Oh, you're going to put your faith in God? (laughs) Ha ha. How's your faith work now that your entrails are being pulled out and chewed on? (laughs) And since they're all freshly dead, their skulls aren't nearly as soft. No, no, and that's why when we saw Tobias pull out his little knife, which I'm sure he will upgrade his weapons after that encounter. Did it not bounce off of his forehead? (laughs) Pretty much. He tried a couple times and, you know, knocked off some skin and... And finally, you took Madison. Took a good four hits with that fire yeah, extinguisher. Yeah, so, but that's good that they're they're sticking true to their own universe. So yeah, the freshly dead. Because now in the the regular Walking Dead, you know, you can you can just about shoot a spitball at them, and and their head will collapse. And that's something that they're gonna kind of have to deal with eventually. It's well, like L.A. is just as hot as rural Georgia. So it oh yeah, take long oh no, it won't take long at all. No, it won't take long at all. Bits but, uh, to fall off of them. That's I just love when that happens. But, it was so yeah. gross. But it was good that they stayed consistent that Tobias wasn't able to just jab what was essentially like a little pen knife, you know, and, and take out the brain. It took Madison and the, and the fire extinguisher. And Madison and the fire extinguisher would be a great name for a band, by the way, I think. Why not? You're not giving me anything here, so I'm just going to ramble. I've only had one cup of coffee. Ah, that's true. Drink, drink, drink. <laughs> drink, drink, drink. Yes. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think that, you know, they'll, they'll hang out you in the barbershop. You drink that zombie coffee shit. And that yes, monster. I do. That's, that's alien stuff to me. Java monster. That is my life's blood. And I haven't had any since yesterday, so there's, you know, I'm going to be like Nick and have withdrawals. Actually, that's my issue, is is I've had, Nick seemed to have gone into withdrawal way too quickly. Yeah. You, you, you don't start the shakes and the whatnot till you know, you're missing your dose by about 12 hours. But I, yeah, and I don't even remember. And, and that doesn't really kick in for a few days, and then it could last up to a week, so... 
if tomorrow morning, you know, with when next episode shows up, meaning tomorrow morning, he's all better because he threw up twice and shook a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. Shenanigans. No. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. She did. She got enough oxy to keep him from going full on kick the blankets until they can get to the desert. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's hurting, and and I know that he's hurting, and he knows it's going to happen too. He's, you know, I'm walking into, I'm going to step into a whole lot of shit real soon. Mm-hmm. So you know what's she to do? Well, let's go get the stuff that the drugs that we've compensated for, confiscated from the kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and know, apparently they do well at that school. Yeah, a big old bottle of oxy yeah, and a couple I, of bags of other stuff. I really have no faith. That's a there's a little logic flaws in that too, and that I don't see that a school keeping around that much narcotic contraband, they would have turned that shit into the police or something, you would think. Well, the police in L.A. always have things better to do than go to the school and take stuff out of the closet. Yeah, but if the cops know that's where a lot of drugs are, they would be on that shit. Um, For themselves, that's why. I don't even believe it. That shit would have been passed around the teacher's the, lounge the by on, now. Are you kidding me? me? <laughs> Some days it's L.A. I'll <laughs> deal with you, little shit. <laughs> But I, I think it actually dawned on Travis how fast this whole thing was doing the counterclockwise swirl uh-huh. when he saw the cop loading up the trunk of the car with water. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I almost forgot that All right, that if, part. if the if the officers, the ones in charge, are uh, just getting ready to bug out, what the f am I still doing standing here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the classic conspiracy theory too that the government, you know, or authorities will start seizing all the resources, which is probably how it would all go down um, in a mass hysteria situation. Yeah, officer like friendly with a trunk full of yeah. water because they're gonna feel like they're the ones best suited to rule the world. When well, they the have the riot happens. gear, which. You know, as it's explained helpful. in the prison later on, the riot gear <laughs> makes them much easier, much more difficult to kill. Uh-huh. You got to get in close and go up underneath that helmet, yeah, which yeah. isn't always easy. Oh yeah. yeah but man. at the upside, their face masks are down, so they can't bite you. Mm-hmm. So there's a plus. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I'm looking for the upside of an undead <laughs> cop in riot gear. Yeah. <laughs> Where has my brain gone to? It's a exactly. sick world, and I'm a happy girl. Yeah, exactly where this show wants it to, and it's just a great little. It's like this social Robert. You know, hundred years in the future, Robert Kirkman will be hailed as like the greatest social scientist of our age, or well, something. Well, I've I've been a Stephen <laughs> King girl for for a long time, and and I keep drawing the lines. You know, you had said something about they made the correlation of this. They had made mention. Well, the only the only mention to this possibly being related to drug use was Nick asking Kelvin did did you sell me some bad right, shit yeah I don't think that that was the angle that they did other than Nick's question which was a valid question from Nick's point of view yeah I took your drugs and this is what I saw what did you give me I there they keep leaning towards the flu shot and the what I think that's the direction that they're going in and and my brain connects it to the stand and Captain yeah. Trips. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And how, you know, so you, people are getting sick and then they're dying. Of course, they're not getting back up again when it was Captain's Trips, right. but it was just, you know, the, the flu wiped out everybody and just made life difficult for those that survived. Yeah, and I'm sure that's got to be intentional. And, and I don't know, is, is it the flu shot that's causing yeah. these people to get up and walk around and reanimate? Or is it the flu shot that's protecting them? 
Well, as we said in the other one, though, it's all red herrings. Because if you know, if you've seen any Kirkman interviews or read anything behind the scenes, like mega nerds like I do all the freaking time, um, you know, he has said that we'll never explain why or how this happened. That's not the point of the show. The point of the show is a character study of what happens to people when they're in these extreme situations. And as I said, I still think it's an intentional social experiment just to see how fucking far can we push <laughs> push the boundaries of, of nastiness and still have 10, pe- 10 million people show up every week. And the, they've taken it pretty far so far. Yeah, when they start knocking off these this close-knit family group that we're all going to get intimately involved with, that's, that's going to be the next level of the experiment. It's like, oh yeah, let's kill Alicia. See, see if you stick around after that. We <laughs> stuck around after Beth. Why not Alicia? Double tap. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. <laughs> I don't know. Last week's last week's episode, the, the tagline was "Kill shot, bitch." After they, <laughs> yeah. you know, t- taped the uh, shot to the head on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I haven't picked up anything. As catchy as that this time well, around. Hopefully, I mean, I'm kind of glad that Madison didn't go squish. It's like class dismissed, motherfucker, you know, or something oh, like well, that. Oh, well, that kind of would have been cool, it, but she it was. It would have been good shocked. if it was like a Schwarzenegger movie, but not for yeah. Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> Let's stay away from the really cheesy cliches. And then there's the parental end of it where you're calling your kids and they see that it's you when they just hit <laughs> Yeah, just ignore you. Yeah. Yeah, there was. There was Big it happens point. to us all. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you, Mom. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, gathering up the kid, realizing that it's actually too late to try to get the F out of Dodge because the freeways are backed up yep. and the streets are exploding and everybody... Here comes SWAT teams and, and whatnot in the riot gear with the big shields and the billy clubs. So the best idea is to get off the street. So, you know, Mr. Salazar, can we please come in? Yeah. That's why, actually, I should change my death pool to Travis himself. He'll probably be the first one eaten, because he's he's the one with this shit the most together at this point, other than Tobias. You know, but Tobias is just, he's going to make his own little fortress and be like, okay, you can maybe come in, you can come in, bang, fuck you, bang, fuck you. <laughs> he's going to be Rick Grimes, Tobias. <laughs> but Travis is like, I remember this, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie called Slither, um, it was done by the guy who did Guardians of the Galaxy, one and had done Nathan Tight Pants in it. Um, <laughs> and and early on in that movie, it's kind of great. They have this guy bust in and kind of save the day in this place that a bunch of people are holed up in, and he's just the and it wasn't Nathan, but he's just the square jawed superhero, you know, like. I've got this under control, I'm a cop or something like that, and like, you follow me and we'll be alright, and two seconds later, dead, you know. It's, it's just Follow me, I got the map. Yeah. Oh look, lemmings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. So Travis, Travis may have a target on him just for being the one that you would think would survive, you know, or, or has his shit together and is trying to do the right thing, and then uh, you know, and, and the potential for for danger for him and his, you know, the Salazars is if they follow him to go get uh, Madison and the rest of the crew. Yeah, that's I, I don't know. Probably not I don't the know why they, they didn't. It would have been helpful if Madison had actually told Alicia what they saw 
down by the you know the LA River and and Curtis and and but I I think in the back of her mind she's still trying to protect her kid. Yeah, yeah, perhaps because she still thinks this is going to be over. She's still the one that, and Travis is more like this is not you know Travis is Tobias at this point. He's like this ain't fucking ending. We got to get out. You know this is going to be bad quick. And Tobias even says he's like when civilization when civilization crumbles it goes quick. <laughs> and the he, power grid's going to go out. Everything yeah, is going to go to hell. Internet's gone. Yeah, yeah. He he's got it all mapped out. Tobias is a man with a plan. Um, as is Travis, but his weakness is going to be love. That's what how they're going to sell that. They're going to he's got to try to get back to Madison and the rest, and somebody is going to pay for that that journey. That's that's the logical narrative step of it. Um, so who knows? I, I'm excited though. I, I I like this one. You know, I, I I'm easy. It's 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 the Walking Dead, so I'm going to stick with it. Um, There'll be a lot of criticisms of this one too for not enough action and shit like that, and that's not the point of this show yet. So. But they gathered all that food and they they left it. They they killed Artie and then they left it. Yeah, yeah. Even well, yeah. It's got to be pretty, pretty freaky. Well, to yeah, go they through, were but, a little shaken. You know, yeah. the principal just took the fire extinguisher still, to the face. Yeah, yeah. Four but five that, that's when you'd be like, well, maybe you know. But so they let him. They let the poor principal die in vain. Then they didn't even get the booty they went for. He was already <laughs> dead. Well, I know, but I mean, you know, I don't know. Well, they had to squish, squish his undead corpse in vain. I guess, and they didn't even get the goods. Yeah, the whole thing seems a whole lot like one step forward, two steps back to me. It's, it's they, you know, they know what's going on, and they're, you know, they're, they're trying to get out, but then I have to go get the rest of my family. And my baby is about to go through the hell of withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Still reinforces my thoughts that Madison herself was probably a narco junkie at one point. I don't know. If she's, I, I don't know. She seems to understand what Nick's going through more so than just like what alcohol. Well, how many times has she sent him to rehab? She's seen this before. Yeah. 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 Valid point. I still think she made some comment. We'll we'll find out, I'm sure. And I'll be wrong, as usual. (laughs) (laughs) Flashback to her in an AA room or something. I used to drink ten bottles of Jack a day. Never hit the other stuff, though. (laughs) Ha ha, fuck you, Scott. In fact, you're emailing Robert Kirkman right now, bribing him just to make sure that you're right, aren't you? Absolutely. That's That's what I'm doing. All right, maybe we'll keep this one short and simple. Uh, but uh, this has been a mindless drivel with Scott and... Hi, I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm still Sarah. And we should have this out. Well, we'll have it out now because that's what you're listening to. Uh, and we'll have some more episodes of the show proper out for you very soon after this one. So stay tuned, kids, and make sure to go to the Amazon link on the Two True Freaks page. And also check out all the fine podcasts out there. Um Mindless, any final thoughts where where we think we're going to see next week? Do we have a synopsis I'm hoping, for next week? I'm hoping that this show can avoid some of the problems that the original Walking Dead had, you know, where the, the good people make the really shit decisions. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, don't go in there. Yeah, the, the rest of us are screaming at the screen. Don't do that. Don't go in there. You, you hear... The infected on the uh, intercom for the classroom, <laughs> yeah. and you know what it is. Yeah. Don't you dare go there. Yeah, and you still stick around the school longer to, you know. 
Time to go. Mm-hmm. Gotta go. My grandmother's on fire. I need to leave now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Things that, you know, the things that the characters need to learn is, you know, it's the headshot and the bites turn you. Yeah. And, well, you know, occasionally you can cut off a limb to, to prevent the turning. Yeah, but they haven't figured they that sh- one out They yet. need to learn that one rather quickly. Because yeah, we saw in the... Officer uh, Friendly with his arm with yeah, the giant that's, that's gash. Well, go, he's next. Yeah, he's, gonna, he's, he's going back with the officer that grabbed all the water, too. So their supplies are going to be... He's about to get the whole police force infected. So we'll have walkers and fucking riot gear walking around. It'll be great. <laughs> Yeah, Madison seems to be kind of most likely to make a stupid decision at this point. A, she leaves all the food and shit that, you know, and Tobias has got to own some of that too, but he'll be back for it. He's smart. But, you know, she kind of tried to engage Artie, was it? The principal? Yes. Um, you know, Are you okay? Can you hear me? It's kind of, yeah, it's like, you've seen this before, honey. Uh, Calvin didn't answer you after you ran over him three times. Artie's not coming back either. Just bash and move on. <laughs> Artie has left the building. Yes. <laughs> well, not actually. He's laying at the top of the stairwell. Yeah, he's in the building for good at this point. <laughs> to rot, because I don't think anyone's coming to clean him up. Um, I was actually, this is going to sound absolutely awful, but I was absolutely, you know, actually upset that we didn't have some kind of big walker loose in a full school of children scene, because that would have been pretty epic. <laughs> Not really disturbing for me to want to see, but uh, yeah, school's closed and you know things are accelerating, and so we won't won't get school f- buses full of children being gnawed on apparently, which probably you know the the some groups don't like that kind of stuff, but not the ones watching this show because we're all sick sadistic bastards. Yeah, just it's it's still slow, but um, it's still got a whole lot of potential. I hope it doesn't disappoint me. No, and they're, they're saving that uh, special effects budget for the last few episodes, and we're going to see, like, mass nudge on, in, like, episodes six and seven. Uh, just going to be the streets running yeah, and, and <laughs> running for those, yucky. And for those that were doing the, the canned knee-jerk reaction to the fact that, you know, the first three that, you, that they notice being changed are black men... You gotta go back to remember that Gloria was the first one we saw. Oh yeah, yeah. So, no, as I, I said, mean, I was. There's, there's. I don't see a race card thing. I think it's just a, a matter either. of opportunity as to who's dead next. Well, I said when they were griping about like taking out Noah, you know, Tyrese and then Noah, right after each other, basically in the regular Walking Dead. Everyone started screaming, like, oh, there's no racial diversity. And, you know, us with brains and who have cognitive function were like, Michonne, Tasha, fucking Glenn, you know, what's her name? Uh, Abraham's girlfriend. She's okay. Latino. It's like, no, no racially diverse people in this cast at all. It's like, what, dude, what fucking show are you people watching? It's just canned outrage, and that's the only reason I even addressed it, because it's the silly shit people... Yeah, I'm a nerd. I pick apart silly shit in all the things I watch, but why? What's no point in all of that? It's just a bunch of actors. You hire who you can hire. I don't think there's any insidious plot from the writers to only, you know, keep white people around. It's just ridiculous, but it doesn't really need to be addressed, but it comes up every time, you know. 
uh, a person of color is killed in one of these shows nowadays, and it's just freaking stupid. But anyway, that's my soapbox shit for today. Enough of that. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm enjoying it more and more, and uh, it should be a good build up to the the end of civilization. Uh, a little Walking Dead news that I just read today. There, uh, long story short, they're making like a little half hour episode or something. Some special, maybe even just a webisode that's going to have one of the characters. It's going to be just set on an outbreak on a plane, I think I read, but it's going to be the crossing over point that somehow one of the characters from, I don't know, it wasn't really explained well, but it's going to be one of the characters maybe from the regular Walking Dead is going to be on this plane and be interacting with Fear the Walking Dead for a while before he gets to regular Walking Dead. I don't know. But uh, they're expanding. We're expanding. Massive room for growth. And the Zompocalypse. And uh, L.A. will fall. It's on the way. So stay tuned, kids. Should be a hoot. <laughs> so say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. You have been listening to Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah. Please return your brains to their original upright position and exit to the left of the podcast. If you'd like to keep us talking, throw us a topic suggestion or just say hi at mindlessdribble at yahoo.com. Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah is produced by Scott McGregor and Sarah Tonin and is part of the Two True Freaks podcasting network. No animals, children, or little old ladies were harmed in the production of this podcast. However, male co-hosts are subject to mild violence and excessive snarky criticism. Bye-bye. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at twotruefreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop... Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.